entertainment. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is an interesting movie in that I can neither say that I love it nor hate it, and I can't even say that I'm ambivalent towards it, because I rather enjoyed myself at times and at other times kind of hated everything about the film. Uh, this will be a spoiler-free review. If that isn't already in the title, it probably is, so I'm just wasting breath. But uh, uh, there is a lot of this movie that feels incredibly inconsequential, especially certain scenes you've seen in the trailer, such as the scene where they're being where they're running away from the giant ash cloud from the volcano and stuff like that, where it seems like it would be a big, important set piece, and ultimately it ends up just being a set piece that is never really mentioned or brought up again, especially since uh, these characters don't really seem to grow throughout this movie for some reason. Even in the... Even in a Jurassic World, you had at least that... You had at least that going for it, where... Um, Claire and her nephews kind of had a little bit of a character arc throughout the movie. Uh, Owen Grady, Chris Pratt's character, really didn't in the last movie, or really even in this movie. But um, he's always been very entertaining character. Um, unfortunately, they got rid of Claire's nephews in this movie, which I'm not sure how the heck they would have written them in, but I still prefer them over this uh, kid in this movie. Not that she's a bad character, necessarily, it's just, she just kind of exists, and really, I don't know what they were trying to do with her, other than just saying, oh yeah, it's Jurassic Park, or Jurassic Park movie, we have to have a kid in this, and they just decided, oh, let's go with a plucky young British girl who sometimes speaks like an American, for reasons. Uh, it was a very odd uh, choices that they did with her throughout the movie. I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah. Uh, I did kind of like her line towards the end of the movie, and if you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about, but at the same time, it had like zero buildup. And uh, yeah, every other character added in this movie is... I hesitate to say that I wanted them all to die, but I basically did, and when half of them did, I was kind of very, very happy about it. Uh, especially the villains in this movie. And it isn't even the kind of, oh, they're so bad that you want to see, that you just want to see what they'll do and then you want to see them give their comeuppance. No. They, they're just terrible characters. Uh, from the weirdo hillbilly kind of hunter guy who, for some reason, likes to take dinosaur teeth as trophies who gets murdered very quickly, and I was so incredibly happy about that, uh, to the weird kind of, like, German auction guy, who I don't know why they even had him in this movie. <laughs> like, half these characters really just did not need to exist. But, um... The two characters that I ended up hating the most, and that's mostly because we spend so much time with them, at least new characters, rather, is that, um the two activists that Claire works with at the uh, Dinosaur Foundation, or whatever it is. It's some kind of, like, activist group that's set up to fight for dinosaur rights, because of course there is. Um, they are both incredibly, incredibly annoying characters for vastly different reasons. Uh, the guy is just an 
an annoying wimp who can only scream and howl and run away in terror. And the girl is... I'm like five minutes into this thing already, and I've basically just been rambling on about how much I don't I don't like the characters. Can I tell this isn't a very well-worded movie? I'll move on to the positives for a second here. Uh, the visual effects are all still great. The soundtrack is awesome, even if it does go completely and utterly overboard at parts, having like Aladdin choir to accompany the uh, new hybrid in this one, the Indoraptor, which again... You guys saw it in the trailers. Don't act like that's a spoiler. Uh, speaking of the Indoraptor, the CGI on that thing is... You can tell it's fake, but I can tell all CGI is fake nowadays. I don't know what it is. Something about high-definition cameras. And especially since I was watching this in IMAX, that uh, made it even more obvious. I don't know what it is. Something with uh, like high-quality or ultra-HD... Uh, for some reason, I can just tell immediately now, no matter what. Like, even movies where I used to not be able to tell, I can tell it in this new, in these new, uh, formats. But, um, the Indoraptor is a very cool-looking monster for this film, and that's, even the characters acknowledge that it's basically just a monster. It actually looks really kind of creepy at times, especially since it kind of, like, twitches and, uh, has, like, little spasms on its back that make it look not quite right, like it was kind of stitched together incorrectly, and they even mention that it's a prototype in this movie, and it just looks so creepy at times, and I really wish they had kind of, uh, done a bit more practical effects for it, because it looks like all of it was CGI, but, uh, yeah, it's actually a pretty good uh, monster design. Everything consider everything considered for this movie. Um, I kind of wish that they hadn't uh, kind of tied it back into the Indominus Rex because it kind of looks like it, or it looks a little too much like it. But at the same time, it's smaller and not nearly as intimidating. So they're kind of billing it as like an improvement on the Indominus. Yet, it looks infinitely less intimidating in a smaller, and looks like a T-Rex could probably take it down with not that much trouble. But, anyway. This was basically just their uh, excuse to have a monster-in-the-house kind of movie. Because this movie takes place almost entirely in a mansion. Uh, and, oddly enough, it really works out well, considering... Uh, how poorly written most of the movie is. For some reason, having this whole thing set in a mansion gave it a very different feel from all the rest of the movies. And they finally kind of carried through on that promise they've been making since, like, Jurassic Park 2. It's like, oh, we're going to leave the jungle. They did leave the jungles, just they put them in the middle of a forest, which is functionally the same. Um, <laughs> but uh, in when they're in the mansion, it's actually... Uh, Fairly well directed, fairly well, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, I, want, I don't want to say well written, but for the most part, they pull off a 
decent uh, monster house kind of story going on. But uh, uh, there is a problem as well with a lot of things don't have buildup. Like I mentioned with the new child character in this, there's kind of like hinting and stuff like that. But when it comes time to actually build up to certain moments, there is none. Uh, especially with the death of the main vil- villain at the end of the movie. It just kind of happens out of nowhere. And it really comes across as they realize they hadn't killed him yet and couldn't think of any other way to kill him. And they also needed an excuse for the Tyrannosaurus to show up just one more time. I get the feeling I've been very negative in this uh, review, which isn't how I want to come across. But, uh, again, this is going to be a very iffy movie for a lot of people. It's iffy for me. And, uh, the only part that I can say was, like, really, really good, in my opinion, was, uh, Chris Pratt's character, Owen, and his kind of, like, I didn't want to say it's like a relationship kind of with his Velociraptor, like the last uh, Velociraptor remaining called Blue from the last movie. Uh, They actually managed to pull that off fairly well in the kind of like flashback segments they have, or rather like video recordings of when he was teaching uh, Blue and all the other Velociraptors Jurassic World. But, um, but yeah, um... Again, there isn't really too much to talk about this movie without spoil without spoiling things, but even then, not much really happens, which might be the ultimate kind of failure of this movie, is that basically there's three events that happen, and all of them somehow manage to be stretched out into two hours, ten minutes. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I would recommend this to someone who hasn't, uh, watched the previous movies, or who isn't like a big, big fan of this series, because, again, you're either going to love it, or not even going to love it, probably going to hate it, or just feel kind of ambivalent towards it. Maybe you'll like it. Uh, I'm kind of on the upper end of ambivalent, lower end of liking it. Uh, I had fun. I enjoyed myself while I was watching it. Although, admittedly, there was this one guy in the theater who, at first, he was hilarious, because he was just going, oh, yeah, 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 that's cool, oh, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that just happened, and he did that for, like, a good hour and a half of the film, and by the time that he, like, passed out from being drunk, I was so tempted to just walk, to just grab a stapler and go, like, would you shut up? Because this guy just kept on talking and talking. And talking, and talking, and talking, and talking, and talking, and talking. You could hear him over the action scenes half the time. But yeah, uh, would I recommend you go see it? If you're a fan of the series, or if you're just kind of interested in seeing a kind of uh, sci-fi monster movie set on Earth. Uh, Again, it's not exactly the best recommendation but i still enjoyed myself despite some of my negative some of my negative remarks in this but yeah uh that's basically all i have to say about this it's early in the morning when i'm recording this so i'm sure i'm gonna like facepalm at this recording in like two hours when i finally upload it but whatever i'm lord squirrel for geek source entertainment and thank you for watching